0: Crystal, I want to just say thank you for coming on the show. Um you are the first episode of season 2. Oh, so season 2? Season 2. We're into season 2. How many um,
1: episodes were in season 1?
0: 10. I'm splitting my seasons up by 10 episodes. So okay. I do 10 episodes, take a little bit of time off, take then really hit it, get 10 more episodes. So just because sometimes I need a break from doing them because it takes time to line up guests and get people all ready to go. But so I want to thank you because you are number one for season two. So thank you for coming on. Let's
1: kick it off. Um,
0: God, how long have we known each other now going on? I've been with the district for about 10 and a half years. And how long have you been there?
1: I started in 2004.
0: So yeah, you've been 20 there. Twenty years. Wow, you're coming up on twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah. Do you think you're going to go full thirty?
1: Oh my gosh, Marcus, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm I'm going to be fifty in January. Is that weird? Yeah.
0: Is Is it kind of throwing your mind for a loop coming up on the big five? Yeah,
1: it's crazy. What? It's weird because when I was your age, I thought fifty was so old. And you're how old? You're 31.
0: I'm 32. I'm going to be coming up on 33 in April and you're coming up on 51?
1: January.
0: Oh, it's right around the yeah, corner. It's coming do around you, the do,
1: corner. <laughs>
0: do, do you have a do you have something planned? No. Like no big 5-0 birthday party, anything like that. No way. Man, I got robbed on my 30 because everyone wants to do the dirty 30, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like planning that. And then guess what happened? COVID. COVID. <laughs> so no one could come over or any of that.
1: Uh, at uh, your age, I had four kids.
0: You had four kids I had four my age. kids
1: at 23.
0: 23. So when was your, your first yeah. child was born?
1: 1989, same year as you. No,
0: I'm 90. Oh, you're 90? Yeah. Yep, I am Wow, lazy.
1: so he's one year older than you.
0: So this is Tyson, right? That one's Cameron. Or that one's Cameron. My oldest boy. Okay. So he was born in eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. And then your next one was 91.
1: 91. Yeah. That's Stevie.
0: And then And
1: then we have Ashley, which is Mike's daughter. And so when what we year was got, she got together, she was ninety two. When Mike and I got together, um, I had two kids. <clears throat> he had one. Ashley had just barely turned 2 when we met. She was still in diapers. Oh wow. Yeah. And then 2 years later we had Tyson. And Ty-
0: so, Tyson was your guys's only kid together, correct?
1: Only one. Yeah.
0: So, um you guys just started dating in your early 20s. What uh, what brought Mike what brought was, you two together?
1: Oh my gosh, Marcus, are you kidding me? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> So I worked the morning shift at Taco Bell. I cannot even believe we're talking about this. I worked the morning shift at Taco Bell and he worked like the, the. I don't even know what you call it, like the swing shift where you go in at like four o'clock in the morning. And so by 7 a.m., he's ready for his lunch, he would call it. And he would come through the drive through and I would be, I never even knew he had his name on his freaking shirt, but I would. I would hear his voice or I would like, he would come in sometimes, but I, when I would get off the microphone after he'd order, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, Mr. Pepsi's here. Mr. Pepsi. Cause he had a Pepsi shirt on and he drove a Pepsi truck cause his boss would drive him in the Pepsi company truck. Uh-huh. So I just called him Mr. Pepsi. I had no idea he freaking even had a name. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left that store Oh, so wait,
0: he wasn't officially working for Taco Bell. He was a vendor.
1: No, he wasn't even a vendor. He would just come to my Taco Bell to get breakfast on lunch. And he would come through the drive-thru and he would order steak. So steak at Taco Bell. Oh my gosh. Steak at Taco Bell at that time. It was so freaking old. It had sat because you were open 24 hours and like uh-huh. he really didn't want you to throw it away. So it had sat all night and it would start turning crunchy and like you would add water to it and rehydrate <laughs> it and it was disgusting. And he would always order the steak. And I'd be like, he'd come up to the window and I wouldn't tell him through the microphone. I'd be like, are you sure you want the steak? It's a little crunchy. Today. I like it crunchy. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I would feed it to him. Well, I ended up becoming the new store opened which was on 56th and 35th that was brand new back then the one right there by walmart and yeah yeah so that was brand new. I opened that store. In fact, they were trying to get me to wear the taco costume out front. <laughs> Shut up, Marcus. Can I swear? Yeah, you no, can say whatever you I want on say, this. Fuck match. you! I told them I was not fucking putting on the taco. They said you're the only one that'll fit in the taco. And I said, you and that taco can fuck off. I ain't wearing no taco costume. <laughs> That's
0: great. man. So you you never went in the taco costume.
1: No, no. I told him no taco for me. So did he start
0: showing up to this new store that you're opening and
1: so? No, he uh, goes to that other store and I guess he realized I wasn't there anymore. And so he uh, went inside one day and he went up to the ladies and he's like, hey, where's that short girl that used to work here? And he's she said he was looking around in the store and she said, well, he's switched. She switched to a different store And I don't know if I should uh, give you where she is. Let me call and find out from her. And so she called me and she's like, girl, you're never going to believe. She said, girl, that's how we talked." I think I still say girl. I was going to say, that's not how you talk.
0: You still still talk that way. (laughs)
1: I do still say girl. But I said, she said, girl, Mr. Pepsi is looking for you. And I said, no fucking way. And she said, can I tell him which store you're in? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. So she told him which store I was in and he came to the store and I can't remember. I think he did come inside, but it's so strange. Like when he came to pick me up after we came, I feel like he came inside. I'll have to re-ask Mike, but for some freaking reason, when I come out of the house, when he came to pick me up for the first time, he uh, he said, I-, I didn't realize you were so short ever. He said, I always thought, but like you... When I would come in even to order, he said, I thought you were standing on like a down, like a step down. Like you would walk and then step down to the type, the cash register and take my order. He said, holy shit, how tall are you? And I was like, well, I'm four foot 11. And he's like, oh, my God. I've never been with such a short lady. But
0: Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Much we've
1: been together ever since yeah
0: yeah. you have the nickname of tot around work oh that's and tammy, tammy always calls uh, you tot <laughs> and do you not like that nickname
1: i she's given me so many i used to be crystallite. i don't know i, sh- I, I don't really remember know. that one no because when tammy first met me i weighed 255 pounds
0: yeah i was gonna say you <laughs> not only you're really short but you used to be a little bit of a bigger girl right?
1: I was pretty round quite round yes I weighed uh I weighed more than my husband I think or as much as I was 255 pounds Mm -hmm. uh before Tyson passed away I actually had weight loss surgery and so really thankful for it not only like am I in better health but it's comforting to fit into his clothes like I put his stuff on oh really Tyson's stuff yeah gotcha so I wouldn't have fit
0: So what made you, so you weighed 255 pounds at 4'11". That's so, because I had seen pictures of you. um, Someone was showing me pictures. They were like, because I had never known you Mm. before. Yeah. So someone's like, have you ever seen Crystal like before weight loss surgery? I was like, no, like little Crystal, little tiny Crystal, 4'11", little skinny thing. She wasn't always skinny. And they showed me a picture. I was like, that ain't crystal, man. There's no way. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to see your transformation. Did you do that because of your health? Were you very conscious about the health or was it just the appearance or?
1: Uh, So Mike's insurance completely paid for it. Really? Completely. So why not? Uh, I had to do before the surgery, I had to do psychological evaluations I had to go, it was like a, I think it was like a four hour questionnaire filling the dots of like weird, creepy questions.
0: Weird, creepy
1: questions? Yeah. Like it's a test that was designed in like the 1960s and it's still the same test to this day that you take and it's weird questions and it's repetitive that, but it's- Oh, they
0: want to make sure you're answering them the same way and-
1: Worded different. I'm afraid of the dark. Things- That was a question? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a question.
0: So there, are they giving this test to you to make sure that you're not going to rebound, rebound, and, and
1: guess what? My answer said
0: that you were going to rebound.
1: That I would be a rebounder. Oh, really? I had a rebounder. So how so, did they did
0: they just push it through anyways, or no. you had to? Well,
1: yeah, I don't know why that made or break it, but so after I did that questionnaire and I had to see the psychiatrist, I had to go another month and come back and see her. And from that point, I decided to completely quit soda pop. So that was my very last day. I've still never drank soda pop since that day. Really? No, I don't drink it.
0: You just cold turkey were like, (laughs) I'm done with soda pop. (gasps) Yeah, because I
1: wanted to prove that that was something I could do. And I was drinking, we were buying soda. Like I drank it every day. Holy cow. Daily. So I quit that. And I think that first month when I went back, I had lost like 10 or 15 pounds, whatever it was. And then it slows down, like it's not as easy mm-hmm. later, but it, within that three months, I had lost 30 pounds before I had my weight loss. Before
0: surgery. you actually had the mm-hmm. surgery. So you got down to about 200 pounds. Right?
1: <clears throat> I was about probably 220. About I was 250, so I got down to 220.
0: And yeah. then then they took you on as a candidate for the weight loss surgery? And yeah. So what did... <laughs> Was it that uh, gastric bypass that you had I done? I had the
1: whole gastric bypass.
0: So, what do they do? Just remove part of your intestine? They,
1: they rewire your stomach. So, it's all still there, but they kind of just move it and bypass part of it and make it not be there anymore. So, food fills up. You only get uh, about the size of an egg. Oh, really? That you can eat. For the first, I would say, probably four months, one entire yogurt was a day's meal.
0: And that would fill you up? A
1: whole day. So you would eat a third. Because you could eat one ounce of yogurt with one entire meal. And that lasted me about one ounce. Like that's a... When you take medicine like uh, Pepto Bismol, uh-huh. that's we—that was my whole meal. Was eating. Are you out kidding of that. me? No. Wow. And I would eat it with like a little tiny spoon because you'd have to take the smallest bites to even make sure that it would go through. Because they scare you. They're—they're they're like, oh, if it gets stuck or if it comes back up, and yeah, they scare the crap out of me. Oh so, wow! I and didn't they know. That. You, they scary They said anybody that drinks soda pop. Gains their way back. Really? So that's always stuck in my head. I've never...
0: You're done. like, I'm not. I'm done with that. And I'm making this life change. Um, can you eat normal portions now? Or even no. now, are you still kind of restricted?
1: I can pretty... I don't... Meat doesn't go down very good. It never really has. Really? Mm, no. I, I, I mean, it goes down okay. But it, for the longest time, I didn't eat any meat for... Probably two years, it just wouldn't even go through. Wow. No eggs, no meat. I just lived on beans. I lived on a lot on celery. Celery? Squirt cheese and spicy bean dip. That is the bomb digger. (laughs) That is the best (laughs) ever. I still eat it for lunch. I lived on that for probably three months. It's crazy. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, dude. Squirt cheese, celery, and bean Um, dip. Spicy bean dip.
0: So... You got down to two thirty. Then you have your weight loss surgery. How yeah. long? Not how long. What was was that? Pretty drastic weight loss yeah, after that. You it's went from drastic. What did within you go the down year, to? Year,
1: I was down. I was down to one thirty within Whoa, the first year.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's a so you lost altogether almost one hundred and fifty pounds.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So what are you, What are you at now?
1: Oh my gosh, Marcus. You, <laughs> I weigh myself every day basically because that's part of the routine, also. Yeah. So, not that I do it because I'm vain or checking, but mm-hmm. today I was 114.6. Wow.
0: That's, I mean, for your, for your height and everything, is that? I'm actually probably
1: that... still pretty, I'm almost probably still overweight if you look at my height to my thing. The BMI or whatever yeah, they call which that? Is ridiculous. Yeah. Because that... I'm thick in the thigh.
0: Got yeah. yeah, But those, those BMI charts are, I don't ridiculous. think they're an accurate representation of, because I mean, I'm still overweight and I've lost about, I got up to during COVID, 190 and wow. i look at myself in some of the old training videos i made i was like damn you were a pudgy little fuck no
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't look at no
0: oh i was i think people just didn't notice because the change in me happened slowly
1: but, and we were hiding behind masks so did right? you notice when people took their mask off you kind of were like oh that's what you I look, look like Yes, yeah, i only by your eyes oh i didn't know you like that underneath
0: yeah no kidding and i was watching we have a new group of trainees uh that started i was watching one of the videos and i was like my face was so fat
1: did they recognize you yeah did they say one
0: of them was like you lost a lot of weight and i was like yeah i've lost because now i kind of teeter between 160 and 155 right Mm. now And I mean, my BMI still says, oh, you need to go down more, Mm. but I'll be comfortable if I can get to like 150.
1: Yeah. I don't think you need to lose any more weight. Yeah. Your face is so thin.
0: It looks thin, like healthy or non-healthy?
1: I think it looks fine, but it's thin enough. Oh, okay. I feel like my face is a little too thin. Too thin? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I want to, now that I've lost that weight because it, like, I can see definition in my face too, Mm. though, to where I like. I look like a person I don't look like a Willy Wonka character mm-hmm. like oompa loompa bleh, like i just took a bunch stop of chocolate it. and ate it all stop it stop <laughs> i used to look terrible
1: no yes no when i look at, when i look
0: back me. at myself Mm-mm. but the, my big thing was so yours was soda i was getting... i
1: like fluffier men really oh yeah i like a little fluff
0: well that that makes maybe sense maybe that's
1: why i think you're too skinny i like that's, some you're like stop
0: gaining weight or stop I like losing a little
1: weight fluffy on my, my <laughs> muffy.
0: That makes sense because your husband's kind of a little bit of a fluffier guy. And even when I
1: met him, I would say he was on, I wouldn't say he was fat at all on any means, but he's always been thicker. He's been a, always been a thicker, big guy, big wrists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strong.
0: Strong. Yeah. You like your men to be able to just throw you around.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I don't want to be thrown around. I'll fuck a boy up if he even tries to throw me around. I don't want to be thrown around.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) So, when you lost all that weight, did you have problems with the excess skin and things of that nature? Did you have to get, like, surgeries to I correct got what
1: that? I I Marcus. I've done nothing. You did nothing? Uh I did boobs, but that was before the weight loss surgery. Really? Yeah, I thought boobs would help me lose weight and give me self-esteem. So, I got boobs and i go back to work feeling all sexy and like oh look at these and everybody's like hey crystal treat me the same and i'm like they can't even see who got these things oh god and then because they were so heavy uh oh they were heavy um they're
0: were they heavy because you were heavier at the time plus the breast job Mm -hmm. like so it was double the weight
1: heavy yeah, so they ended up falling again. I had to get them relifted.
0: But you didn't have to do any of that surgery where they like remove the skin no. or any of that. Wow, that's good. Mm-mm. Um, because a lot of people that I see that have like those weight loss surgeries or lose drastic amounts of weight, they have that like lots of that. Yeah, you know, I don't,
1: I don't think my arms ever. I think my biggest problem is my legs. Like, if you were to see me in a swimming suit, you'd see my legs and be like, "Oh, she's." Like, you done something that's when you see it and i walk and they swing mike's like oh put your legs away
0: oh god
1: (laughs) they're 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 terrible
0: so how long how long have you been uh, like this weight now have you been back to this for about 10 years
1: now Mm -hmm. i weigh less now less now after tyson died gotcha
0: so that's that's kind of the next thing i wanted to get into so you did this drastic health change for yourself where you went from being a little bit of a bigger woman to now a a fluffy fluffy woman (laughs) there we go fluffy muffy and then you lost all this weight and I didn't know that you did like a weight loss surgery I just thought you dieted and stuff so that's interesting and then um your son with um you and Mike Tyson Mm -hmm. you I don't know a lot about that story what I know is kind of what you've alluded a little bit. I know one thing that you as a mother showed, must have shown a lot of love to this child because you you talk about him. When you talk about him, he's like still around and everything and you're very positive with it. Um, What year was that that Tyson passed away?
1: 2014.
0: In 2014? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, don't worry Terrible. about it emotions are gonna come and that's totally fine
1: we should have brought tissue marcus what were we thinking
0: if you need to go get tissue
1: we can have a tissue you can have
0: a tissue (laughs) that is totally fine
1: he died october 6th 2014
0: how old was tyson 18 he was 18 so growing up what kind of a child was tyson
1: oh my gosh he was he was something else. His nickname was Little Stinker.
0: Little Stinker? Yeah. Did he did he do a lot of like um farts?
1: No, he he wasn't a farty baby. <laughs> no, I mean
0: I mean like uh because when I think of little stinker, like you little stinker, like Franken uh, and stuff naughty. like that. Naughty. Yeah, he was naughty. Was he?
1: Yeah, he was a little stinker. He uh I didn't realize it, but I, I guess I should have known, but like when he, even when he very first could sit up as a baby, he would look around on the carpet around him and like pick up lint off the floor or a piece of hair or anything that he didn't feel like belonged on the floor and he would hand it to you. So he had like OCD as a baby, which is so strange for a child, and I just really didn't pick up on it. And then he, uh, he wouldn't wear what he would call soft pants when he could talk. And, it, and that's all he would call them was soft pants. And we couldn't understand what a soft pant was.
0: Yeah. What is a soft pant?
1: Sweatpants.
0: Oh, okay. He, he was like, I don't sweat want these.
1: Pants. He didn't want no sweatpants. <laughs> Levi's only for that kid.
0: <laughs> wow. So he was picky with his dress too. <laughs>
1: oh, and his hair. Oh, that kid. But he was a funny baby. Yeah, but he was a little stinker. He, uh, ugh. He, we spoiled him.
0: Did you? Yeah. Was he... Because he's obviously the youngest out of yeah. all of your kids. Yeah. And what are... So the age gap between Tyson...
1: Cameron was... And
0: Cameron would be... Cameron
1: was seven when Tyson was born. Okay. Stevie was five and they both lived with their dad. I gave up custody to my first husband mm-hmm. and they lived with him. So we got them every other weekend. And Ashley was four when Tyson was born, and she lived with her mom. And so we would get all four kids every weekend together. We worked at where we could have them all together.
0: And growing up, did they all get along? And Oh, yeah.
1: Just really Ashley, bonded children? Ugh, my two kids do not get along. Oh, my really? My two blood children. They... Ah,
0: they see they see the world a little differently? From each other, yeah. Uh-huh. They've
1: never gotten along. I don't know. It's hard. Gotcha. It's a hard struggle.
0: But Ashley and Tyson, they were really
1: close? Ashley and Stevie shared a room. Like, when they were little, we only had an apartment, and they all had to share one bedroom, but we didn't have Tyson yet. Mm-hmm. And then Tyson was born, and we had a crib that was in our room. And then eventually, I think he did move in that room. We had to stay there for a while, but... Um, they Ashley and Stevie got along great as sisters because Ashley is so easygoing, she is mellow yellow, but Stevie is completely opposite. So, like, their room would be split in half, and Stevie's bed would be immaculately made, tucked in, shoes, immaculate teddy bears, all set up just perfect. Her side of the dresser, everything's polished. You'd look at Ashley's side, oh lord, have mercy. Little shit, huh? shit shoved <laughs> under the bed, like underwear thrown about. Just messy little Marvy. Her dresser drawer not even tucked in. Poor Stevie would just be like, I can't look at it. I'll just stay on my side. Oh, that's but they're hilarious. complete opposites.
0: Well, they got along well.
1: Yeah. At 100. I don't think they've ever not one time. For being stepsisters, I don't think I can ever remember one fight between the two of them. Wow, that's awesome. Ever, yeah.
0: And then Tyson comes into the picture, and we, what was his birthday? It was 97 then?
1: Uh, 96. 96? Yeah. Okay.
0: And then he went through elementary school, junior high, high school, just, you know, really, with, he was like... ADHD.
1: Really, ADHD. Completely. Um, did, that's did, from my side. Really? I, I've never been diagnosed, but I think I have it and i passed it on to my both my boys so cameron has it as well gotcha Uh, cameron takes uh, adderall medication for it yeah damn i do want to go get tested because i there's a lot of crap in my brain doesn't work quite right marcus well there's a lot of
0: crap in everyone's brain yeah i think i think that's one thing that people tend to forget is mental health is something that affects every one of us so a lot of people at times will feel like it's only me that has these problems or like i'm so different what's wrong with me but i think it's important to kind of put it out there that everyone has problems like me i suffer from extreme anxiety and no one would ever know and it's like oh no i worry about everything and i recently had to get like had to get that in check and be like because i quit alcohol And I'm like four I'm I think today's my five hundredth day sober or something. Give it up, Marcus. Yeah, right? Shut the fuck up. (laughs)
1: Knuckle it up, boy.
0: But I didn't notice how much I was relying on like alcohol for a medication, like crutch. Like that's how I deal with my anxiety on the weekends and stuff. So I had to do some like great soul searching inside of myself and but then I had to realize like you you're not drinking anymore but your anxiety's still there so I'm medicated and mm-hmm. had to come to terms with my uh anxious feelings so I think it's important to know that you are you and that's fine that you like just because your brain's messed up up there doesn't mean everyone else isn't as well you know what I mean we but
1: all have something Marcus.
0: we do and you You had a very tragic situation happen with Tyson. So at the age of 18, was he graduated from high school at this time? Or was he still in high school?
1: So he and his girlfriend had got caught smoking weed at school. This is where it all started. And... um. He was actually living with Mike's mom because there was a problem with him. He was a naughty little stinker. Mm -hmm. He was still in our Mike's truck, which we never, ever drove. And my nephew Curtis one day saw him driving it and uh, (laughs) sure as shit, Tyson didn't even have a driver's license and he was driving Mike's truck and I had to go home and uh, went home. The truck wasn't there. It was this whole discombobble Mike and Tyson got in a fight so Mike Tyson ended up moving in with Mike's mom but we got the call because we're his parents for him smoking weed and getting caught at school Mm -hmm. so we had to deal with everything so Tyson had to come home he uh ended up because I told on him for everything because I figured at 17 I'd rather he get in trouble for what he's doing yeah so he had been I had caught him uh he my prescription pain pills out of my cupboard and was selling them, I think, at school. He was carrying a knife to school. He got real heavy into weed. Like, mm-hmm. he he just, I don't know, I don't think you're supposed to be able to get addicted, but he just fell in love with it. Like, he went from this awesome kid that played sports constantly, and as soon as he tried weed, it just, that was it. He... We'd come home from work and he'd be in bed sleeping like he just turned into a completely different kid. And I had no idea he was even smoking weed <clears throat> until he got caught at school. Uh-huh. So then I really started snooping on shit after that. Um, come to find out, I found he was selling my prescription pain pills. He was meeting people at the Walmart over there uh, in Kerns, West Valley area, 56 and 62.
0: Okay, uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> Meeting them by the milk. To you do marijuana exchanges? I typed up everything he'd been doing. He stole our Mike's truck. He broke into our house when he was supposed to be staying at my mom's. He broke the sliding glass window. I wanted him to get in trouble at 17 for everything he did. And so I went fully loaded because I didn't want him to go to jail or prison.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, because you're, you're thinking as my mindset of what you're saying is, getting in trouble as a minor is by far better and learning the lesson then because once you turn 18 that's a criminal record as an adult
1: on your record yeah yeah so i had to be tough the tough parent yeah my husband's the easy goer i'm the tough one the mean one so we had to go to court and he got locked up in a treatment center. I don't I don't even remember what it was called, but he had to stay there for 45 days, and we could only go once a week to visit him, and he had to wear their clothes, and um, one family got up in that thing and talked about oh gosh, how they had lost a child to suicide and how hurtful and how horrible it was, and, you know... Him hearing the story even didn't stop him. So, I don't know.
0: So, how how long was it after he was in this treatment, treatment center, center that <clears throat> he decided to um, end his life? Was it
1: So, from that treatment center, he had to go to court again. And when he went to court, um, the people that watched him at the treatment center for the 45 days, uh, here's a... Here's a Point for his little name the little stinker uh they said that if they weren't constantly watching him with their eyes they would have to roll back hours of video because there was cameras everywhere Mm -hmm. to see what he had been doing he (laughs) breakfast and lunch and dinner were at a certain time you only got water when you ate i don't know what the rules were it's kind of like a little prison you were in
0: yeah like a little detention center for juveniles yes okay
1: but not dt yeah but uh If he decided he was hungry, he would go get in the watcher's drawers and take their (laughs) lunch. He'd dig through bags and steal shit. So they all started talking with each other and be like, yo, I'm missing chips. And the other one would be like, I'm missing half a sandwich. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Tyson, he'd help himself to shit. He was, oh, that kid. So they said he was one of the hardest kids they'd ever had in their treatment center. And they had kids in there that were like, big time drug abusers and thuggy kids, like when we'd go there, like hard kids. And Tyson, they said, this mom and dad have done the best with this kid. We learned at that point that he had something called ODD. Um, It's oppositional defiance disorder. So with Tyson, Tyson, Along with having ADHD, there's something called ODD, Oppositional Defiance Disorder, and they kind of almost go hand in hand. Uh Um, You couldn't make Tyson do anything. So if he wanted to do something, he would do it for sure. But if you told him to unload the dishwasher before he went to the pool, you'd come home and he'd be at the pool and he'd have an excuse for why he didn't unload the dishwasher.
0: And that's, that's just a disorder that kids grow up with or develop? Um, or
1: it's, it, it's part of them. I think they got to mm. be medicated for it. It's wow. oppositional defiance disorder. You could not make him do anything. Wow. So in fact, those people came and said that. They said, Tyson, you cannot make him do anything. You can't. If he doesn't want to do it, he won't do it. So... The judge ordered Tyson at that point. Um, He released him to come home to us. He had to do um, counseling. He got ordered counseling. He had to do uh, graduate high school. He only needed, I think, three credits to graduate high school. He had to pay a fine. He had to pay Mike and I for breaking the sliding glass window. He was ordered community service. Uh... And he was on house arrest, kind of, like he could go to work and to our house only. Mm -hmm. So, um, can we push pause here? I'm freezing cold. Yeah.
0: All right. Welcome back. You now are all warm. Yeah. (laughs) Toasties. So we were just talking about um, kind of uh, your son's change a little bit. Mm, And from from, uh, getting involved in that and his court appearance and what he was ordered to do, pay you guys back, um, do some community service and stuff of that nature.
1: And he was house arrested and he had to go check in with his probation officer. He had to pass a piss test. Oh, really? Yeah. Anytime they called him down. God, he was such a handsome kid, Marcus. No, I've I've seen
0: photos of your son and... I've seen a lot of photos of him competing in sports and things. Oh,
1: man. He was a go-getter, that kid. And he was just a... He just had something about him. Like, teachers would let him get away with murder. Like, he was that kid. He could get away with anything. And he was so smart. He didn't do schoolwork. He would only take the test and freaking pass the test so he would pass the class. But he would pass by, like, Ds. That's why oh. I didn't let him have a driver's license. He never turned in schoolwork.
0: So he maybe that was part of that ODD where it, he's yes, just like. Yes, it was. You, know you wanna know what?
1: So that is. We mm-hmm. had no chick, f- you fucking little genius. <laughs> We would sit, he would show me all the paperwork, everything you needed to turn in. I'd fucking sit there and fill it all out. Yeah, he can, he can do this shit in um, the library and he can read the naughty books and I let him go on the computer. Look son, if you turn all this shit in, it says you get 50 points extra. You fucking go in his room after school starts, he gets his first report card, you're pissed off, you start throwing shit out of his bed and looking for shit everywhere and finding pills he's selling and shit underneath there's all the shit that i did from fucking the first day of school filled out all those paperwork under the bed filled out he didn't want to turn them in he he didn't have time for that shit holy cow put them right back under (laughs) odd that's odd wow i had no idea
0: now do you think
1: i couldn't understand it i couldn't fucking comprehend that
0: do you think he was also suffering from some sort of depression as well?
1: No, Tyson had no depression. Really? So in that 45-day d- treatment center, um, that's where he actually got diagnosed with ODD and his ADHD also he'd been diagnosed with. But um, they said he absolutely had no depression. Really? They tested him for depression. He had zero depression. Wow. that's And he had already been smoking weed before that, so... I'm sure he didn't smoke the upper weed. I'm sure because he was he was always lazy. Yeah, he'd come home from work, and I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> you didn't go to baseball practice? You quit on your fucking team, and you're in bed? And it's fucking four forty-five. what the What are you doing?" Yeah, I couldn't understand it, and. I would come home and I would smell incense in the fucking house. Burned incense. And I would get so pissed about the smell of incense. I couldn't stand that fucking stinky smell. I didn't realize he was hiding weed smell. Uh. I didn't put the two and two together because he played sports like his whole life. He's played, I think I could name less things he's played than what he hasn't. He never did hockey. Uh... He never did hockey. And that was it.
0: But he was really athletic. Very, very Very athletic. athletic. Gets out of this treatment program. And after he's out of the treatment program He and
1: decides one fucking night, my husband, he said, Babe, Tyson's being sneaky. I said he's he Mike comes to me, he said he's fucking up to something. I said, What are you talking about? He'd been so good. Like he'd been so good. He'd done everything. He was He was back in school. He was taking night classes. I was dropping him off, too. I had dropped him off. He went and um, bagged stuff for the homeless. Him and his girlfriend went and did that together to get community service because she actually got caught, too. And when they got caught together, he had to name who the person was he was smoking weed with, and he named Mm -hmm. that person Jose. Come to find out in the courtroom, he wouldn't even tell us who the fuck Jose was until the day of court.
0: Oh, the next
1: person up was Adriana's family and they're waiting in the fucking out there in the waiting room when we walk out and we're like, oh, are you Jose? She's like, yeah, I'm Jose. No, she ain't Jose. Her name's Adriana. Gotcha. God damn it. So Marcus. Yes. Where were we?
0: So he's out of the treatment center. Okay. And I'm kind of. And
1: he's doing super duper good and Mike gets this feeling, and I didn't even realize, but Mike's like, I think he's gonna sneak out. Mm -hmm. So we go to bed, and Mike wakes me up, and we go upstairs around midnight, sure as shit that little shit had snuck out of the house. And I kept calling his cell phone, and texting his cell phone, and calling his cell phone, and he would not answer me, and I was furious. He never did answer me, and his girlfriend, Adriana, aka Jose, Uh she... Uh, had been calling him all night too. And she was hysterical in tears wanting to know where he was because she wanted to know where he was and he wasn't answering her phone either. So I thought she would be so super-de-duper mad, there's no way the next day she would come and save him. But when he came home the next day, I woke up at like 6 o'clock in the morning and sure as shit, there's that little kid laying in his bed sound asleep after being out all night. And I go in his room and I rip the covers off and I said, "Uh, what do you think you're doing? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, you've ignored my phone calls all night long. You think you're just going to climb in bed? I said, you don't live here anymore. Yeah. What do you mean? "Mm -mm." I said, you fucking get your shit packed. You're out of here. Well, where am I going to go? And I said, I guess you should have figured that out before you stayed out all night and ignored me and dad's calls all night. Called Adriana, and she drove over because she had a driver's license and picked him up. And he moved into her house, and that's when things went
0: south. South. So you were just playing the you know the tough parent yes. role and trying to get him back in. Scare trap. him. Yeah, do do the. Because where would he go? Straight right.
1: He, I think he was working at Wendy's, mm-hmm. and he had no driver's license where would he have gone i
0: was just pissed well and that, that's understandable as a i had a friend growing up in high school who his parents pretty much did the same thing they kicked him out of the house and what i mean kicked it was like a you're going to go and figure out what real life's yeah. like and he actually moved in my place for a little uh. while to so we could try and help them get him back on track and it it never worked i mean he was just very defiant as a person mm-hmm. i don't even the last time i ran into him was at liberty park of all places i was on a field trip down there oh. on a layover and i seen this guy how did he look not good D- uh, no no he obviously was really disheveled, mm. most likely homeless, I would have guessed. Or the last time I heard, he was actually living out of his van, uh, highly addicted to drugs and stuff, mm. and that's what he looked like.
1: And he's your same age?
0: Yeah, he was my same age. And I don't know where he is now. This is, last time I seen him, I was probably like 25. Mm. Um, but yeah, his parents kind of did that same thing, like, get your shit, yeah. get get out the tough love, you know, the last-ditch effort, mm even that didn't work. So he, he moves in with Adriana.
1: Yeah. And he, he was working at Mike's work at UPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up getting a really good job after he got out of that treatment center and he was down at UPS working. And um, I didn't know. I thought Adriana was driving him to work, Uh huh. but no, she was letting him take her car with no driver's license. So he was driving her car to work with no driver's license. And actually, he oh, he got a suspended driver's license from that judge. Also, his license was suspended. That was another thing. I haven't thought of that for a long time. He was driving on a suspended license because his license was suspended until he turned 19. Oh, okay. That was another punishment he got.
0: At 17, they said, you're not getting your license so now until he you're 19. actually
1: turned 18 in there. He celebrated his 18th birthday.
0: In this center.
1: Uh-huh. They let me sneak him in a double chocolate donut on the sneak sneak because they liked Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for a Taco Bell bean burrito, but they said that was a little too much. A little and too said, much. Yeah. They weren't willing to go that far, but I could sneak in a double chocolate donut for my kid. So did they,
0: did their relationship start going south then his and his girlfriends or Adriana? Yeah. Mm.
1: So he was living with her and he should have been graduated and she was, um, she was only a junior at that time. I think maybe she was a senior, but, uh, he was working nights and she was supposed to be going to school in the mornings. Well, this was a Monday that something ended up happening at their house, uh, October 6th, 2014. Um, I think it was late start Monday and Tyson, Adriana's uh, went into her room to grab something and noticed that Tyson's cell phone had been going off. So she decided to check his phone. He didn't have it locked. I don't know why, (laughs) but she opened the cell phone and on the text message, if I remember correctly, it said something to the effect of, has your girlfriend gone to school? I miss you, or can't wait to see you. Okay. <clears throat> so, a fight ensued from that point. Um, I mean, I I would have, have secondhand because I wasn't there. Yeah. But um, he, he kind of had a way of turning things on people. He was he turned on her and started having her delete her social media. And telling her that she needed to delete her social media. And that was what was causing the problem. And really, like, he was with some older lady. Oh, was he? Yeah. He'd been seeing some lady at Wendy's. Gotcha. She was married with kids. And I think she was, like, 29. If you can imagine, this kid was 18. Yeah. Mm.
0: And so fight ensues on October 6th. Then... Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Adriana told me that he... Uh, went in her parents bathroom and had locked the door and she didn't know what was going on but she had been banging on the door and he finally flung the door open and uh, I think she said he was sitting on the toilet with a gun to his head and so she went into the bathroom and they started fighting she said physically like they were pulling the gun back and forth from each other Um, and he told her to Get the fuck away from him. Get the fuck away. And uh, she said he just told her to delete the social media. Delete that social media, I guess. And so she's looking. She said she's looking down at the eye thing, with the eye thing, trying to delete it. And she she said he had grabbed a towel and put a towel over his head. Um, And she was looking down. And she said when she heard the sound, she looked up and he had fallen. So it wasn't depression. It was, I think everything came down on him. He was going to be in trouble because he couldn't pass a t- piss test. He, uh, he was back to smoking weed. Um, I think getting caught and not having, thinking he didn't have a place to go. Come home. Maybe didn't want to come home. I'm hard to live with. Uh, I don't like it when you don't behave, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Rough.
0: And so that was on October 6th, 2014. Where were you when you learned the news of your son's passing?
1: Uh, So that I had just barely started in the office at work. And I was, I still had my CDL at that point. And so... Um, this is funny. Uh, my husband's birthday is October 7th. And so he's off work back then on Mondays and all day Sunday, he had asked me to please take Monday off for his birthday. And I had told him multiple times, 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 he kept saying, please just stay home for my birthday. And I said, no, we're so short drivers. We don't have any drivers. They need me to drive. I said, no, I won't. I can't. So that next morning, uh, begged me again. I was up at 4.30 in the morning, got showered, got ready for work. I don't know. Something told me when I went in my room, if he woke up one more time and asked me, would I take the day off? That I would go up and ask Tammy. Was Tammy?
0: Yeah, doing that.
1: called Tammy and uh, I would call Tammy and see if she could cover my run. And I think back then I was probably crystal white still, but maybe I was taught. <laughs> but she said, uh, you know what, Todd? You go ahead and take that day off. I got you covered. And I said, you do. And she said, yeah. So I went back downstairs, undressed, got in bed with Mike. We did the hoopy-doopy and <laughs> went back to sleep. <laughs> uh Woke up to a bunch of missed calls on our cell phones. Oh, no. Um, We also have a home phone. We still have a home phone. We had a home phone back then, but um, somebody was calling on the home phone, I think. and uh, Or maybe Mike answered his phone, but somebody said there had been an accident and that we needed to get to the hospital on um, 54th and State
0: uh ihc down
1: uh, yeah that tyson had we heard i think we heard Been in an accident tyson's been in an accident so uh we got dressed and from where we lived <clears throat> you could see adriana's house where he was had been staying and there was um When we drove past, we looked down the road and we could see ambulances and cop cars and uh, fire trucks. The whole road was just full of action. and My mind told me that Tyson had been driving her car and gotten in a car accident and that they were there, I guess, to arrest them for letting them drive, Mm -hmm. letting Tyson drive the car that he wasn't licensed to drive or anything. That was what my mind told me. And Mike said, what do you think's going on? And I said, I have no fucking idea, but I don't care if they're in trouble. We need to get to the hospital. That that was what my thinking was, that they were being arrested. Yeah. I have no idea. And we hit, so we lived in Kearns, and we're driving down 54th from uh, 56th. And we hit um, Redwood Road, and somebody else calls us. And <clears throat> Mike answered the phone. And they said that Dyson um, had shot himself. And that we needed, we needed to get to the hospital. Uh. I melted, Marcus. I just, I, I melted like a puddle. Just, I don't even know how it happened. I just melted out of my seat. I couldn't even... I couldn't even fathom how something like that could happen with my kid that was (laughs) just a funny little shit his whole life. Always funny, joking, laughing, goofy. And we get to the hospital, and you go into the emergency, and there was a whole stream of people, a whole line, and I'm at the back of the line and I fucking, I was like, no way. <laughs> I went to the front of the line of all these people. And my husband's in the back. He's, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty rough, Marcus. Yeah. So I went to the fucking front of the line and I said, my fucking son is here. And apparently he shot himself. And where the fuck is he? I need my son. And they said, ma'am, you'll have to go to the back of the line, please. And I said, no, where the fuck is my son? My kid is here and I need him now. Where is my son? I think a security guard came over and moved us over a little bit and figured out what was going on. And They took us up to a room and you're sitting in a room waiting. You have no idea.
0: Was it one of those small, uh, like... Yeah, private. Yeah, I've been in one of those a, a few times. And it's, it's like the longest minutes of your life when you're sitting in those rooms. Waiting for them to come in. And did the doctors come in and kind of tell you? Uh,
1: They said he'd shot himself. And I said, "Um, can he talk? And I think they kind of just shook their head. And I said, "Will he be able to say goodbye?" And I said, "No. There's, there's nothing there." Yeah.
0: When they when they mean nothing there, are you saying like a brain death type thing?
1: Um. He was still taking random breaths at that point. Um. But yeah, he had shot himself. It actually went in one side and all the way out the other, which. He was lucky it was only a twenty two um uh he would not want it because I've heard i mean I've learned a lot, but like you can just scramble your brain and you can continue to live to not you'd be like a drooling That would yeah. have been terrible yeah <laughs> yeah, lock up your guns
0: <laughs> were did they um
1: lock up your guns?
0: Did they put him on life support at this time?
1: yeah, um, he was on artificial life support he uh they took us into the room and they look like they're breathing you they look alive actually um he looked really good, yeah uh,
0: but you you're the you have to make that decision right to take him off
1: so no. Um, Tyson, because he never had a driver's license, in order for him to get a job, I had to take him to the DMV to get a state ID. Mm-hmm. And um he had no questions for me. He knew his social security number, of course, his address, all of the answers, his eye colour, whatnot. But when it came to donor, he asked me what should he choose. And I said that is a very personal question. But I said I have always put yes. If I'm dead, what what the fuck do I need my heart for down in the ground if it can save somebody else's life? Yeah. And so, I never questioned after that. I never looked at it. I never asked him what he chose. It is very personal mm-hmm. what you choose to do. So, um, in that room, they notified us that Tyson is an organ donor. And, um, as parents, you still have the choice to choose to be an organ donor or to deny it. Mm -hmm. And we chose. And then from that point, um, actually ask you what you're willing to donate. I didn't want to do skin. I didn't want to do bones. I didn't want to demolish his little body. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they wouldn't take his eyes because of the fact that he had been put in DT before he went to that treatment center. And apparently that voids your eyeballs. They're susceptible to something that you can get from lockup. I don't wow. know. That's weird. I was pretty upset. That one hurt me bad. And it, I I had to look into it a lot because they denied his little eyes. It wow. upset me. Weird stuff you learn.
0: But other organs went to
1: uh tyson donated i think it was seven organs i'm gonna put my
0: nose hold on yeah you're fine seven organs and you have a relationship with one of those organ donors correct
1: two with two of them i've met
0: two that's got to be i i can't imagine what goes through your mind on a constant daily basis, um, having lost your son in this way. But it's also like, do you feel like he's in those people? Like,
1: oh, for sure. For sure.
0: And what are the two don- donors that you've met?
1: Uh, I met the heart recipient. Um, when they the recipients receive a letter. They don't get to find out anything. They just kind of call them and ask them if they want to receive Tyson's organs. And so they were told that he, he had been in a treatment center mm-hmm. and they accept or deny, um, the organs. Yeah. And so, um, they all accepted it wow. based, even though knowing they have to, they have to divulge that information. Mm-hmm. But, uh, me, as a, a member that gave it away, we get a little letter, a little bio of each person. And so I named the heart recipient heart mama. That's what I call her. Tyson's little heart mama. Oh, really? She's the only female that got any of his organs. Um, I do know that his pancreas recipient passed away. I received a letter that let me know that the pancreas recipient, he got an extra three months with his family, oh. which is nice. Yeah. Um, that's apparently the hardest organ to to receive Mm -hmm, to heal from is the pancreas that's the hardest one and i've also met the lung recipient he's an awesome man yeah
0: how old's the lung recipient
1: he's an older gentleman um i think he's in his 70s and tyson's lung didn't all the way hook up to him apparently um he even had it blown up again with a balloon and it still wouldn't blow up. He said it always felt like he was breathing through a straw. Mm-hmm. So now he has two lungs of two different, two different people, people in his body. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And the heart recipient... I know this is because I've I've followed it a little bit on social media. Didn't you go like listen to your son's heart beating yeah. within her body? Yeah. What was that experience oh, like?
1: Oh my gosh. That, so... When Tyson passed away, um, I I guess I'll just tell it, he shot himself in the head. And what I've been told is that your brain and your heart don't need each other to work. I mean, it's not forever, but Mm -hmm. your heart continues to beat even after you've shot yourself in the head because his heart did continue to beat while he even got to the hospital randomly. It was still taking beats and he was still breathing a little bit. And so your brain sends a poison down to your heart to actually stop it. And so the poison that went to his heart, because your heart's a muscle and it pumps, he was an athlete his entire life, his heart was strong enough that he pumped that poison out. And it took, so he got in there Monday, I think at 10 o'clock in the morning. And every day they would check his heart to see if it was strong enough to be donated because I really wanted the heart. Like... We lost one lung waiting for a heart. And we were told with his lungs, those were the biggest, most beautiful lungs they had ever seen. Ever. They were beautiful. And when you're on artificial life support, the bed that you're on, everything about the bed is for the lungs. Like it tips and it rocks and it bounces because your lungs are so susceptible to fluid. Mm -hmm. We lost a lung waiting for the heart to get strong enough. Gotcha. And by Thursday, I believe it was, um, they did the ultrasound one more time, and they they said it was a go, that they would notify the recipient that um, until the actual surgeon got in and looked inside Tyson's heart, that would when the actual decision would be made of if it could be donated. Gotcha. And it was. So we got the heart.
0: Well, that's... It's... A terrible situation but
1: i got the heart i wanted the heart so bad and i had a vision which is so weird i'm a people person i guess i had a vision of all of them coming together as a family and getting to know one another that was what i pictured Mm because we were in the hospital with tyson for four straight days like we didn't leave i slept the night 24 7 they made us leave um When they switched him from a normal bed into the... The
0: recipient, or not the recipient, the the donor bed. bed.
1: Yeah, they made us leave because they didn't want us watching that. And so we left and ran home for something, I think. I can't remember. But other than that, we were there 24 hours straight until um, they had a candlelight vigil at his high school that we left to, and he... uh, stayed in the hospital by himself but they promised us that they wouldn't take him down to be donated until you got, got back mm-hmm.
0: how was that last goodbye
1: oh gosh do you want to know about it i mean tell you straight up how it was tyson so I guess I'll just say it. So on the way to the candlelight vigil, I kept telling my husband that I would not go, that I would not leave my son. I said, you guys can go. Everybody can go. I'll stay here with Tyson. I don't want to leave him. And it was on the baseball field because he was a baseball player. And he was on the, um, I don't know what it was called, automotive something, where he played with the ninth grade team or the 19-year-old kids after anyway um they had the the candlelight vigil and the nurses kept telling me that they would take care of him and that they wouldn't let him be alone and I decided I would go and so um we get in the car my husband and I together and we start driving and this is October I don't know what it was October 10th I guess um we're sitting in the car and all of a sudden I could smell incense. The whole entire car smelled like incense. And we rolled the windows down and the smell was still there. And my mouth said, Tyson, you little fucking shit. And Mike goes, hey, don't call my kid that, don't call my son that or something. And I said, you smell that? I said, I am, he put incense in here. Mike's like, yeah, that is so fucking weird. Dude, How do you smell incense in your car? Yeah. It is not something you mistake. It is a smell that is just, you know it's there. Mm -hmm. That was my reaction, that little fucking shit. So we go to the candlelight vigil and there's people everywhere. And I have, there was a table with pictures on it of him and bags out in the field with his name spelled and there's pictures I have actually of orbs of Tyson's that are floating around the bags with his name Mm -hmm. it's a green orb that floats around through the field and you can watch it in these pictures that I have different people from different cameras captured this orb in different spots it's really weird but we stayed there and the kids all got up and told stories about how naughty Tyson is um oh, this kid. One kid got up in the circle because we all sat in a huge circle and people would just get up in the middle of a circle and tell a story and one fucking kid gets up there and he said, How many how many of you in here have had Tyson's naked back on naked ass on your back in the in the <laughs> the gym room? And a bunch of them raised their hands and I'm looking around going, What in the fuck? Next kid says, hey, I got one better than ass. How many of you had Tyson's balls on your face? And another a bunch of kids are like, oh, yeah, I've had his balls on my face. One kid gets up and he tells his story. Tyson could get away with murder. I think he was five foot four when he died and probably about one hundred forty five hundred fifty pounds. He was Mm -hmm. not a big kid. Poor thing. Love sports, wanted to play football like you wouldn't believe, and blame me for being so small. He wanted his dad to marry a Polynesian. He even said that to me. Dad, why didn't you marry a Polynesian so I could play football? <laughs> so this story of this kid gets up and he says, One time me and Tyson were Standing in the hall and Tyson sees a golf ball just laying there. And so he picks up this golf ball and he said, I don't know why, but he put it in the back of his pants and he kind of shoved it up his ass like he rubbed his butthole on it. And he said, I'm going to throw this shitty golf ball. And he threw it down the hall at Hunter High School. And it, the kid said it went ding, 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 ding. Next thing you know, it hits the biggest Polynesian he said he'd ever seen. And him and Tyson look at each other and take off running opposite directions he said, at the end of the day, he found Tyson and he said, damn, dude, did that, did that kid catch you? And Ty's like, yeah. He said, what did he do? And he said, he fucking told me if I ever threw another ball at him again, he would kill me. He, <laughs> said, he just let you off. And Ty's like, yep. <laughs> Seems like a little bit of a, a trouble,
0: mischievous-making oh, comedian. Oh,
1: God, he was so naughty. <laughs>
0: like he almost would have fit in with the guys a Jackass or something. Oh, yeah, he loved that show.
1: He used to like, he would watch, what was it called? He's a skateboarder, and then there's a big, heavy black skateboarder, and there's a girl that always laughs with his annoying voice. I don't know. Oh, he used to watch some of the dumbest shit have me try to watch and i'd be like i can't i just can't <laughs> after um after
0: he passes away and his organs are donated does that take a while for that to set in like that your son is now at least in the mortal sense gone from this world did that hit mm. you slowly or did it hit you right away
1: it has to hit you right away you have to make funeral arrangements
0: yeah so it's just bam
1: yeah So after being in the hospital for four days straight, we come home and it's time to make funeral arrangements and we go to the bank. This was a, um, this was a Thursday? And I think Friday was a holiday or something. And the first bank we went to told us that because the next day was a holiday, they couldn't qualify us and it was our bank. Like it was our same bank we'd been banking with, but it was a different branch. Mm So we left that branch. We just got told we're not going to get qualified for the loan to bury our son. We had been already to the mortuary to find out. You want to know how much it is to bury a child? Do you want to know how much?
0: I have a... Well, I used to work for Memorial Estate, so I have a pretty good uh, rundown of what mm. funeral costs. But for the listeners...
1: Uh we got the hole, the actual hole for free. It was my uncle's hole since 1978 it had been empty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was waiting for my auntie. She bought two spots. My cousins actually gave us that spot for free. We paid $18,000.
0: Yeah, it's expensive. You have to
1: come up with cash before you can have a funeral for your child.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't understand how expensive it is to have a funeral.
1: I mean, I'm sure we went above and beyond. They kind of, they trick you. Trick you into buying this entombment. Do you want him to be entombed in something that'll last 50 years or 150 years? Yeah. You're like, give me the 150 years. I've always... I want the 150. I used to
0: work on the uh, grounds crew for... Mm, uh,
1: You dug the hole.
0: Yeah. I did that and the new construction and stuff for Memorial Estates for... It was about six months. And the salespeople, I always looked at them as being kind of a... Car salesman. Yeah. That's their job. Casket salesman. Their job is to make the mm-hmm. the funeral home as much Biggest money as bang possible. for the buck. And the thing that I... Because I, I thought for a minute, man, I could go into funeral planning, funeral directing, that type oh, of stuff but then I, I could
1: see you being i can't believe why you're not a
0: no 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 no, no. A mortician I, no i couldn't do it well the reason i couldn't that's what is, i
1: see you being yeah.
0: <laughs> but you're you're playing off people's emotions to sell yeah a product oh yeah and it's i could only imagine what they're coming at you like because you are feeling like i want the best for my son mm-hmm. and the after and so, you want him to last you know, 150
1: years exactly. down there He does not look the same in 150 years, no matter how much money you pay. Oh,
0: yeah. Most definitely. Um, After the funeral and everything, how do you start coping with this? Mm. I mean, that's got to be something. I've known people who have lost kids. I've known um, people who've lost loved ones and seen them cope in their own ways. And everyone does it in their own way, but to the situation that was presented with you is one that not a lot of people in this life are presented with. For one, there's always that stringent rule, you never bury your children, right? No one ever wants to do that. You're
1: not supposed to go first. Yeah. They're
0: They're not supposed to go first. And then to deal with it in that way as well, I mean, that's just got to be a whole striking of emotions from all over the place.
1: Do you know what we skipped, Marcus? What did you skip? When we got back from the uh when we got back from the candlelight vigil, oh, to the hospital room before we went down for surgery before
0: we went down, so before they actually mm-hmm. said, okay, you're goodbyes so
1: we get back to the hospital room and we had to shut the doors to the hospital. We had to put a lock on Tyson's room Because uh, at that point up until that point, I had had an open hospital room for kids to come, mm-hmm. Um, one of the kids that he went to school with, he did not go to school for four days. He sat with Tyson in that room with me every day for four days. He would go home at night and come back. back the next day. And I said, aren't you supposed to be in fucking school, man? And he stayed with Tyson all wow. those days. Yeah. But, uh, I told kids when they came in, I stood up and I said, this is suicide. Like this is fucking it over a fight with Adriana and I would say the shit right in front of her and she struggled and she stayed there too. Her parents come and visit. I opened the whole hospital room Mm -hmm. to anyone. Um, Yeah, I got up and talked to the kids and told them this is suicide. This is is it. It's not grand. It's not beautiful. It's not amazing. This is it for Tyson. Yeah. So we get back to the hospital and um we get told that the surgeons are waiting down in the basement it's time to get stuff going um our daughter that was in california her and her husband were flying in that night um we were waiting for them in fact to get there to see tyson while he was still alive and breathing um very different he was warm to the touch he you could hold his hands and of course they don't move but he's warm and you could feel his heart and you could listen to his heart And it was like he was alive. And they were rushing us. I ended up writing a letter on that guy because he was terrible. It was the anesthesiologist. Um, We got to get this surgery down. We got to get going downstairs. And I said, we were promised you would wait for our daughter to get here to say goodbye. Yeah. And we get back and this doctor's getting all crazy. And I'm giving, I gave Adriana's family and my mom. Um, they gave us 10 minutes. They said, we are doing this in 10 minutes. So I gave them the first five minutes and I told them that they need to leave the room after that. And Mike and I get the next five minutes alone with our son. So from Tyson's hospital bed to where we're sitting was probably about where that red dog bed is right now.
0: So about four feet.
1: Yeah. Maybe four feet. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mike and I walk to Tyson for our last five minutes and the other people walk away from us. And as we hit Tyson, Mike grabs his shirt and puts his shirt up over his nose. Tyson had pooped his pants. Mike gets over to Tyson and he goes, he starts gagging. Tyson's poopy. Tyson's poopy. My husband runs Over to the window away from Tyson, holding his nose because my husband has never even changed a poopy diaper ever. Poop makes him gag, he doesn't scoop dog poop. I got incense, Mike got poop. I guarantee you, 100%. 100% pure fact. In fact, I go over to Tyson. The nurse has to come over and start changing his diaper because you can't operate on somebody that's got a poopy diaper. How disgusting is that? Yeah. So it slows down the whole process. The nurse has to change Tyson. Has to be done. Um, I'm laughing. I said, Tyson, you fucking gave me incense and your dad got shit. <laughs> like I picked up his little hand. Marcus, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I picked up his hand and high-fived him. I left my son seriously laughing if that's possible but it happened like it was fucking i couldn't believe it i got incense like he knew i fucking i would tell him i'm gonna break these incense and shove them up your ass If you burn that was the shit i would tell him about burning incense i hated him i would snap him and throw them in the garbage can i'd come home the next day are you fucking burning incense again in the house i didn't know he was smoking weed marcus yeah I hated the incense. I would be pissed. I got incense. Mike got shit. So the diaper gets changed. Ashley gets in just in time to hug her little brother. Mike comes over and says his goodbye. Um, I had decided, you know, you kind of picture people following to the elevator because the operating room was downstairs, apparently. Yeah. I decided that I didn't want to leave the room. That that him leaving the threshold of the, the room would be my goodbye. That I didn't wanna I didn't wanna follow him. Oh yeah. And Mike agreed with me and that was what we did. So they unplugged Tyson, took him out of the room. We're all sitting there just bawling. Ashley barely made it in time to say goodbye to her little brother. And, you know, we'd been in the hospital room for four days at this point, and the monitors are constant, constant, 24-7. The whole time you're there, you're listening to this beeper and that beeper, and the beeper's going off in the room. Tyson's gone, and the machine is making all these sounds, and it's driving me nuts. I can't take it. Yeah. So I leave the circle, And I go over to the machine and I think what I'm pushing is the off button or turning the volume down. And the next thing you know, out in the hall, because we were on the ICU room, the Mm -hmm. ICU floor, the red lights are going off and the sound is horrendous. Wah, 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 wah. All the lights are spinning. The nurses are running down, up and down the hall, looking in all the rooms, wondering who the fuck's dying. They come in our room and I'm still fucking trying to push buttons, wondering what the fuck I've done. And the nurse comes in and I'm like, I'm so sorry. It it was noisy and I didn't want to hear it anymore. My husband and my son-in-law watched the nurse do this. I shut that off. They watched her eyebrows furrow and read her mouth. I shut that off. A nurse knows to shut off the machine that of a deceased patient that mm-hmm. she just unplugged. Yeah. It should not have been able to even be going off.
0: So do you think that was your son oh, being a little Tyson. bit of a oh, shit to you? Oh, that was
1: Tyson. 100%. <laughs> Without a doubt. The nurse knows how to do her job. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, That's... I shut that off.
0: It's like, Mom, I'm getting you one more time.
1: Oh, that kid. Oh, I tell you.
0: So it's been eight years now then, right? It has been eight years. You, yeah, October 6th, you said? Yeah. So we just barely passed eight years of Tyson being gone. How are you now with the loss of your son?
1: This was the first year I've worked October 6th since he died.
0: Oh, you actually came into work?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It was rough. It's, uh... With COVID and whatever I wanted, I usually like to go do something on his birthday, mm-hmm. go uh, pass out coffees at Starbucks, um, and tell people to just do a,
0: pay it forward, thing. pay
1: it forward. Just, just do a compliment to somebody and make a stranger feel good or do something for a stranger. Yeah. I, my quote is, you never know what doing something for a stranger could do for them for the day. You yeah. Know, change their mindset. I don't know. I like to compliment people. I'm a complimenter. I like to try to
0: you are a very you're a very positive person with a positive outlook and and that's partly why I wanted to talk to you about this because a lot of people when they lose a child um they lose themselves in such a deep, dark hole mm. that they never come back and with you,
1: I I've, fell into two bottles of wine a night, did you yeah
0: are you you're not still in two bottles of wine a night anymore are you Mm -hmm. or is that something you still kind of struggle with here and there
1: yeah still struggle
0: hey everyone yeah everyone struggles and i i mean i can't even as a person judge your struggle because that's what people go through and um but i don't think you were defeated I guess I, that's what I'm saying.
1: I went from Z, drinking zero, like I would be the designated driver every time we'd go somewhere. I was so straight edge. I would have like one wine cooler and be mm. like, "Oh no, I'm mm-mm. I never wanted to drink ever." Yeah. And Tyson died, and I I think it was it was, but we hadn't even buried him wow. when I started drinking. He wasn't even in the ground yet. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, picking his songs for the funeral. You sit and listen to stuff, and because you have to have music to play, it's a whole thing. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
0: I I can only only imagine. I I don't want to imagine the pain that 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 loss causes a parent. Um, but like I said, you you're inspiring too because you. You are so positive to people. Um, you see when people lose I, I I've seen when people lose people they become very withdrawn.
1: Mm.
0: And I don't see that with you. I see I see someone that's very kind, nice, and I think
1: Maybe that's fake, Marcus.
0: Well, I don't think so. Crystal? No.
1: It's not. Yeah, I was gonna I say I don't know if I have a fake crystal.
0: I don't think that's fake, Crystal, because I've seen Crystal in multiple <laughs> situations. <laughs> remember, I know Crystal with... Uh, we're, you know we're, drunk
1: Crystal? Yeah, yeah, I know You've drunk Crystal. Her? Oh, yes, b- plenty of times. <laughs> She's fun. <laughs> I've heard how fun she is. I just don't remember. <laughs> as,
0: know, as a lot of us don't when we uh, become inebriated.
1: You know what I just realized uh, this year? My poor husband had to take care of drunk Crystal and be the strong one while I was the weak. He didn't get to do the drinking. Like he had me. to take care of you. He had to be the strong one. Yeah.
0: That's very commendable.
1: Yeah. yeah I didn't that's... even realize like how I got to collapse and he couldn't yeah.
0: How does how is he with it now? I mean, you obviously. Know,
1: men just don't cry. I've I've I think I've only made him cry one time. And I I probably should tell you the story another time because this is long market. <laughs> but I love to tell ghost stories. But uh I met a lady that Tyson actually saved in Las Vegas. Um, she was about to kill herself and something told her to go downstairs and she found drunk party crystal having a good time by herself. We were in Vegas, uh, on a work trip and I was having a good time and she, Tyson sent her to find me and Tyson saved her life. She was trying to figure out how to die by suicide, and we ended up hooking up because she sat there and watched Drunk Crazy Crystal. <laughs> and
0: you changed her mind. hmm Wow.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Do you ever talk to anyone about suicide and the effects it has on not only the person that is committing like, suicide? Like
1: that family that came to Tyson's thing. That family, that family, their child had actually been in that same treatment center at one point. And he ended up still dying by suicide. I did think about it, but I, I don't know if I'm a good talker. I don't think I am.
0: I think you talk just fine. <laughs> I've been listening to you for an hour and 20 minutes about this. <laughs>
1: That's a long time, Marcus. No. Are you dying?
0: No, no, no. I think people's stories are so interesting. That's part of the reason I stay at my job because when you're training new drivers, you can only train them so much on that bus before you just start having very interesting conversations Mm. with them about their life also. So I just love hearing about where people come from. That was Mm. where the whole idea of this podcast started. I wanted to have conversations with people about tough subjects and interesting subjects and things like that. So I don't think you're not a good talker at all. A lot of people would never... Here's how I know you're not... A bad talker. A lot of people wouldn't even agree to have a conversation about this. And you mm. did.
1: Mm.
0: And you're strong for doing that. I
1: would that. rather get it out there, I guess. Yeah. It's not just about depression. Because people always say, oh, he must have been depressed. It wasn't what it was. He fought with his girlfriend. It was yeah, was fight. It was the... I think he didn't want to have to come home to his mom. He didn't want to look like a failure. It, it was not depression. Yeah, it wasn't. It was the fight.
0: Do you have anything that you do in his memory on a yearly basis?
1: Yeah, we like to eat bean burritos with sour cream. That's all you would eat. I was pregnant. I worked at Taco Bell. Yes. Even when I was pregnant with Tyson, after I met Mike, I was still working at Taco Bell. Um, and I, I would eat bean burritos make bean burritos talk <laughs> bean burritos do bean burritos and he was a little beaner that kid we'd take him to a subway we'd take him to any restaurant do they have bean burritos steakhouse we took him to uh texas roadhouse one time do they got bean burritos <laughs> he's all about the bean burritos oh that's great yeah we do bean burritos for tyson Taco Bell. We like the Taco Bell because, of course, that's where I was working.
0: Now, with Tyson, was he, um, did you guys have his remains buried or was he cremated? He's buried. Buried? Yeah.
1: He is in, when we were in the hospital, my cousin called me and his dad died in 1978 and his mom bought two plots at the Valley View Mortuary. Uh, It's in West Valley Mm -hmm. um, by Wheeler Farms, I think it's called. Winter Farms. Anyway, uh, he called me and asked me if we wanted that spot for free because him and his sister both wanted to be cremated. And so we, I bawled my eyes out. I couldn't even believe they gave us a hole. And it's in a beautiful spot. We're really lucky because he's in the older area where it's nicer up front instead of the back area where it's not very treesy or anything. Yeah, he's really in a nice spot.
0: Are you planning to be buried with your son?
1: So Mike and I actually purchased a bench. Um, It's called a cremation bench. Um, It already has um, our birth dates on it Mm -hmm. and our names on it. And it's a a bench and it has all of our kids on it. And on one side it has little angel wings and it says something like gone too soon or something. And then on one side it has Mike and I's wedding rings and our wedding date um, it's all decorated. It has all of our kids' names on it. On the top of it, it's beautiful. It says the roots of a tree grow together like f- the branches of a tree or something, and then there's two hearts to com- come together. But you, um, we've already paid to have the lifting. The bench top lifts off, mm-hmm. and inside there's two capsules And I have them in my closet. My kids know where to get them. Um, You dump us in these capsules and then screw the lids on and put us back inside. And then you sit on us and you can see Tyson. So you can sit on us, sit on our face and smush us with your butts and look at Tyson. (laughs) So that way they can visit both of us. They better take care of our bench and our boy at the same time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's already waiting. Yeah, it's already all set. Is that weird? kind of i it's mean strange. to be like there's where we i'm got gonna that
1: at like gosh we we're it's been eight years ago so when 41 guys... years old we had our
0: your your plots and everything. yeah we
1: sit on it we have pictures of us sitting on our bench where we'll end up it's strange but yeah but,
0: i'm glad that you have that ability to be buried with your yeah. loved one it's it's kind of sad sometimes when you go through cemeteries and you walk past graves that don't have any relatives around mm. them or, you know, anyone that shares the same last name. So you just wonder if anyone comes. What's to their this. story? Yeah. What's their story? Do they still, do people still come and see them? I have this grave that I go to. I don't, I've never told anyone this, but there's this grave in uh, Salt Lake City Cemetery because I'm a weirdo and I like to hang out in cemeteries.
1: <laughs> I'll go hang out with you. There we go. Marcus, I want to go take pictures with you.
0: But there's this... uh child it's an infant Mm. it was um she was seven days old Mm. and it's passed away in the 30s there's no one that shares her name around her so i will often go visit her yeah i'll go visit her
1: by tyson there's a grave site that nobody comes and visits anymore and it is a little kid we clean up our neighbors like there's an old man next to us what's his last name Maxwell we clean up Maxwell his stuff's all like caved in and we pulled it out one time and it's so stinky underneath Maxwell's uh, flower vase Mm -hmm. like the smell that came out was putrid so we don't clean up around that anymore we we don't touch that but we do clean up his grass and that's cool yeah we take care of my auntie that's hooked on to Tyson my uncle actually yeah I joke that my uncle's been waiting for my auntie for 60 years and down comes Tyson and he's Hey, who are you? What are we supposed to do down here? Do you want to arm wrestle? What do we do? You know what I mean? 18-year-old kid down in this freaking box and he yeah. had ODD and ADHDs down there going crazy. That's what I pictured. Him knocking on my uncle's wall and he's like, you're not my wife. Who the hell are you? Anyway, that's what I told myself. Yeah.
0: Do you have any words of uh, advice for anyone that may... going through a similar situation that's very fresh to them or anything like that
1: you know with suicide there's classes you can take that help you see the signs if you know the signs but with tyson there really wasn't a sign it just it just happened Mm -hmm. but i've taken the classes um qpr is amazing one Question, persuade, refer, QPR is an awesome class. If you have people in your family that struggle with suicide, it's, uh, gives you the tools to know how to recognize it how far they are into it and to know when to call and get help Mm because there is a point when you need to get help. Adriana could have called the police and maybe something could have happened, you know? but you're struggling and you don't know what to do when you see somebody in that situation. Oh yeah. I do you mean, s-
0: do you still talk with her?
1: Oh yes. I love the stuff and out of her. Okay. I can't imagine. I guess
0: I guess that would have been another her. question if that was any resentment towards her no, at all.
1: Oh no. In fact, you know, in the situation at seventeen, she told me that she picked up the bullet that went that's how I knew it went in one side not the other. She actually picked up the bullet and gave it to the police. Oh. she saw a lot. She she said she held him in her lap and didn't know what to do. You know, yeah. I she can, graduated high school, I'm proud of her, you know.
0: Is she uh moved on with her life and doing good things? She or?
1: is an awesome girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she, I think she's teaching sign language to really? kids online somehow. She awesome. teaches something like that. Yeah. She used to work at Jordan. Really? As a bus aide for a little while.
0: Wow, that is cool. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to thank you for having this conversation with me. I know it was a tough conversation for you, but it's one I've always been interested in having with you. So I can't thank you enough for not only having the conversation with me, but allowing other people to hear your story because there are things that you're you've opened up to that other people are going to hear and you know i think uh having conversations like this even the hard conversations can help people in their lives yeah so i can't thank you enough for doing this and I'll have you on again and we'll talk some drunk crystal stories one day.
1: Oh my Lord have mercy. I, I, I don't remember drunk crystal stories. I got,
0: I, I got one day to share the story of you, um, on my going away party. Oh
1: my gosh, <laughs> uh, Marcus.
0: Javier, bring uh. me more wine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if any of you guys are out there struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts, things like that like crystal said know the signs reach out you know help get them help and the one thing i always say at the end of all these is be kind to each other Mm. this world is so cruel nowadays and people are so so quick to judge and quick to insult that we're just missing a lot of that kindness these days so
1: kill them with kindness
0: there you go crystal said it best we'll catch you guys all on the next one